A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think no. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God's by faith in his son. Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3, 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name. Get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king Who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples But we take what he's created and we turn him into idols I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of TBM Yeah, spirit and truth is worship viewed in this chemistry But, but some are spewing distorted views of the Trinity going to heaven and you know you ain't got no sin in your life, it's a good time to die. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 30. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, aka the Evangelical Norm. So a little background on this podcast, on this segment of the Master's Dog podcast. It came from simply somebody coming to me and saying, I've watched the intro video um, which is filled with false teachers. For those of you who are listening online, there's actually a video that goes along with that. It's not just a really cool song by, by result used with permission. Thank you result. Um, and so the, someone came to me and said, I don't know all these teachers. And some of these people I thought were actually, you know, okay teachers. And so can you explain to me why they are all qualify as false teachers? And so that, uh, gave rise to this segment doing the false teacher of the week. So I started with Stephen Furtick was the first episode. And because specifically that was the guy that she had asked about, she said, I thought he was pretty solid and what makes him a false teacher. So I started with him and then just began to go systematically through the intro video. 
of course, there's going to come to a point where we're going to be finished with that, but I intend to continue on with this uh, segment of the episode, and for that, I need your help. Uh, I would really uh, like to have, and I've had some people do it already, but if you have any suggestions of false teachers that we can add to the list, uh, I encourage you to send those to me, and every day that list grows, so we'll likely never run out of uh, material to do these episodes of False Teachers of the Week. So continue to send those to me. You can send them at the Master's Dog on Twitter, uh, at Evangelical Norm on Gab. You can hit me at Norm Dunham on YouTube or on uh, Facebook or the Evangelical Norm here on YouTube. Uh, Leave them in the comments anywhere you want to. I will gather those up and continue to create our list. Um, Likely I'm not going to change the intro video when I finish. There was some talk about you know, putting the new false teachers in there as we move on. This video is specifically made with specific people, um, and they fall into the the song at certain points intentionally. So, like, T.D. Jakes came in the lyrics where it says uh, some of them have distorted views of the Trinity. Benny Hinn came in where it talks about uh, you will tithe or get shot, and that's a reference to him saying that he, he really wished God would give him a Holy Ghost machine gun kind of thing and last week William Paul Young um, uh, pathetic benevolence and this week's episode this person falls in exactly where the lyrics should find him and that is where result talks about uh, who claimed they heal without a shred of medical evidence and that is our false teacher of this week is Todd Bentley so he became pretty well known I want to say um, late 90s, well, not late 90s. He didn't really become well-known until like the probably early 2010s, teens, somewhere in there, um, with the Lakeland Revival. So probably 2009, 2010, somewhere in that time period is when he really became well-known. And he became well-known for some really crazy stuff. And I'm going to play a clip of a video that I pulled off of YouTube of somebody else's work, and I, I didn't get the name of the the um, YouTube account. I should probably look that up, and I can tell you what it is, just to give credit where credit is due um, for this video. But it was easier to go find somebody who had already put a compilation montage, uh, if you would, of his Uh, shenanigans together rather than me going and trying to find it and do it all myself. So, um, healthy lives, end times, wealthy lives, end times, sign, breaking news updates is the name of the YouTube channel. So, there you go. Credit where credit is due. The video that we will be watching from YouTube is from that page um, uh, posted six years ago and so on. So, Todd Bentley, a little bit about Todd. I mean, the the first thing that we, we really have to discuss and the main thing that, that just disqualifies him from ministry whatsoever is the, the fact that he left his family, literally left this family, which all right, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at these these young boys with with young white boys with cornrows. Again, if you're not watching the video and you're listening online you're missing out you're are seriously missing something um this is uh this picture is something else so um yeah it's that's a that's i don't know 
Okay, Todd. But this is obviously also before he got all the tattoos and stuff like this. So this is Todd and Shauna and their, their children from his first marriage. This is a woman that he cheated on and uh, ended up going at marrying, remarrying another girl who had been part of the ministry. So this is, again, these are the things that happen when you're part of a ministry with no functional or uh, robust elder oversight. Okay. I mean, I don't have a, with my podcast, I don't have a specific elder oversight, but I have elders that I am accountable to in my church. I am a member in good standing of Refuge Church in Ogden, Utah. So I have elders that I am willing to submit to. So thus they, they kind of, they over, they do oversee my ministry in a sense that I submit to them, but they don't completely oversee this. Well, Todd Bentley gets involved in a ministry that had very little, uh, functional, uh, elder oversight. I mean, the, the oversight was Rick Joyner, who was again, just a, a little wacky in and of himself. But so the whole issue of adultery, there was very little, uh, repentance or, or time before there was just a restoration. Um, maybe a year, if even, I don't even think it was that long before Todd was restored. And it, essentially it's because of the fame that, that is there, that he is, uh, they have to get him back out in front of the cameras because they lose the money that is coming into those ministries if they don't have the charismatic uh, leader there going on. So what I like to do uh, is I, I like to give them the opportunity to describe themselves. So if at all possible with these false teachers, when I do these episodes, I will go to their webpage and I'll read you the about section of them. The, the last one last week was written like a novel and I wasn't even going to play that game. But here is from revivalharvestministries.org, the uh, website for Todd Bentley's group. Um, this is the about uh, meet Todd Bentley page. So the founder and president, uh, it says healing evangelist, revivalist and author Todd Bentley is the founder of Fresh Fire USA. As a teenager, Todd, an alcoholic and drug addict, had a traumatic, life-changing encounter with the saving, delivering power of God. Today, Todd and his Fresh Fire team travel the world to lead the lost into the miraculous, delivered and set into the miraculous, delivered and set free launched into the reality of intimate relationships with Jesus. I don't know what that means. The passion of Todd's life and ministry to the nations is souls and to see others experience the transferable, tangible anointing of the Holy Spirit. Really? God releases his presence and power through Todd's life in a mighty way, confirming that Jesus still heals every sickness and disease. Okay, good to know. Uh, God has drawn Todd into deep and intimate places of prayer. These extended times in God's presence has released a fresh prophetic and miracle healing anointing. Todd believes the body of Christ needs to be strengthened and encouraged. He ministers prophetically, corporately, and personally, as well as brings forth the word of God with the power and demonstration of the spirit, God confirming his word with signs and wonders following. God has released an increase of the healing anointing into Todd's life. The blind see, the deaf hear, and growths dissolve as Jesus heals every sickness and disease. Notice he doesn't mention the dead raised on here. And we're going to see in the video that that was a huge thing that was supposedly happening. But again, there's no 
no credible evidence. There's no evidence that anybody was ever raised from the dead. So they had to cut that out. And so let's go see what, ta- what, uh, what Wikipedia has to say. So at 15 years old, he was convicted of sexually assaulting a much younger, younger boy two years earlier. So at 13, he sexually assaulted a boy. Um, juvenile record, uh, a lot of issues as a, a young child. Um, as a teenager, um, Bentley publicly responded to an article in an interview that was published in Charisma. Uh, the article reported the following concern concerning a revival meeting Bentley had held in Kelowna, Canada. The family of the assault victim had moved to Kelowna, and when they saw the posters with Bentley's name, they contacted the media. So, again, this, this boy that he had assaulted sees him doing these things and basically uh freaks out uh so he he says that in substance that that it was true that he was involved in a sex assault ring he turned around and did what was what had happened to him that he was assaulted too so again he's he's taking and, and not taking responsibility for what had happened um and and basically claiming victim status himself um, at 17, he was hospitalized for his fourth drug overdose. And at 18, he claimed that he had changed his lifestyle completely due to his conversion to Christianity. Soon after this, he cre- began his Christian ministry. Now, I have no problem with a story of repentance. You know, we know many, many people who have been uh, sexually assaulted, sexually assaulted people, murderers, uh, you know, drug addicts and so on. I mean, so many of the very well-known pastors of today have had a history. Yeah. I think of of people like Jeff Durbin who had uh, issues with drugs in, in his youth before he got saved and Jake Eakin, who was a committed, a convicted murderer uh, did time and got saved and now spends his time uh, ministering uh, at abortion clinics, Dusty Marshall, who had issues with drugs in young, uh, early in his life, repented and put his faith in Christ. But the thing is, is you will, all these men have the same, uh, one thing that, that is, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, which correlates throughout all their stories, um, is the fact that they recognize I did sin. They take responsibility for the sin they committed and, give credit to Christ who forgave them. So in 1998, the Fresh Fire Ministry group asked Bentley to give his testimony at one of their meetings. Soon after, on Mother's Day 1998, Bentley took over leadership of the group. So what is said here that he was the founder of the Fresh Fire? That's actually not true. Uh, How can he be the founder if they asked him to come give his testimony and then later he took over now mind you he was born in 1976 so he's a couple years younger than me but this is 98 he is 22 years old and he just got saved at 18 again this is what happens and i'm i i can uh i can testify to what happens when young converts take over ministries way too soon I should not have been a senior pastor when I was a senior pastor. I was I was far too young of a, a convert, and I mean I had, I had been saved for uh, 
five years, six years at least. Um, but I still look back and I'm like, I did not, I was not educated enough. And again, I have to make the disclaimer. I don't think that formal education is actually required for ministry. God can call anybody. You don't have to have an MDiv or a, uh, you know, a, a doctorate of theology or any of those things. Um, even a seminary degree, I don't think you need those things to minister, but there, it does need to be some, uh, level of, of education and maturity as a Christian in order to lead a ministry. Todd Bentley should have never been leading this ministry, especially if he'd just given a testimony at one of their meetings. And then within the same year, he's taking over the ministry that just, it doesn't seem sensical to me. Um, but that's what happened. And so with the help of Rick Joyner, um, he created a new ministry called Fresh Fire USA. So, okay, I guess that's where the, the founding comes from is it changed. Um, he changed the ministry. Uh, so Fresh Fire USA leases space adjacent to Joyner's Heritage International Ministries Conference Center. Uh, and so, again, this is just all the stuff that Todd Bentley has been involved in and early in his Christian walk be and and again I don't want to judge the man's uh conversion but if you're listening to the things that he says and the way that he talks about the sin in his life there's no there's no real repentance there he plays the victim he uh does not take responsibility for the sins that he's committed so with that, I want to take a look at this video, um, and we're not going to go through it. We're already 17 minutes in. I try to keep these episodes short, as short as possible, but I do want to just give you an, a, a, just a little example of the, the things that he does and let you determine for yourself. I mean, the things that he does here are just absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to play a little bit. I'll probably stop and, and comment as it goes. But we'll just see, just to give you an idea of exactly how ridiculous uh, this dude is. I mean, he literally is a clown. Um, Spurgeon uh, quoted, and I'm, I'll butcher the quote, but it says, There will be a day when uh, th that will come when the sheep are no longer uh, fed by shepherds, but goats are entertained by clowns or, entertain or something to that effect. But it literally, he is the clown entertaining the goats. Finish it, Lord. Hip. Do it, Jesus. A brand new hip. Bam, bam. God, I command polio. It looked like he banned so much that he got slain in the spirit. This is another one. This is this is some of the stuff that he did was really bad. So this is a guy that apparently has polio in the leg, and Todd is going to kick the leg to heal the polio in the leg. Polio. Polio. I just command healing in that leg. Can you feel that? Polio, polio, 
polio. It's starting to open up. Yeah. You know, the Lord is telling me something right now. You want this in order? Yes. You ready? Where biblically do we see anything of this kind of thing where where we're physically assaulting people to bring healing? Knees to the stomach and head butts to the stomach and kicks to the leg. You know, there's a, I don't know if it's in this video or not, but there's a place where he, he tells a story of a, a woman being in, in the front row at one of his revivals and God, she needed healing and God told him to kick her with your biker boot. And so apparently he kicked this woman again. There's no, there's, no, I don't know that there's any video evidence of that, but and and even watching this you know i mean it's not like he hit him that hard but still i think this was the man that had like a stomach cancer or a tumor or something in his stomach and yet todd bentley is going to knee him in the stomach in order to bring some kind of healing to that machine gun light them up with holy ghost fire fire ha, ha, ha. Woo, the healing's in the house Woo, yes bam 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 <laughs> we're gonna laugh the hell out of people Then he was also pretty well known for the whole drunk in the spirit phenomenon where they just laugh and and it, it what it, it literally is it's like a, this childish way of being able to do whatever the hell they want essentially part of my French but I mean, it, it irritates me so much to watch men pretending to represent God and doing I mean just ridiculous stuff like this you know the the laughing and and, and Full disclosure, I was part of the Vineyard Movement, and we saw this happen. And so there were times that I would watch it, and I would know that this is absolutely fake. And then there were times that I would just let it go. Um, you know, speaking in tongues inappropriately, non-biblically, all these different issues that would come up. But this is just ridiculous. And again, what you get is, you know, he talks about there's another, and again, I don't know if it'll be in this video or not, and I'm not going to get far enough to actually find out because I'm not going to play this whole thing. I'm almost done. I, I've gotten to the point, my, my extent of what I can deal with Todd Bentley. But he talks about the whole BAM thing being that the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit is the, the Greek term is dunamos, which is the root, the Greek root of the word dynamite, which is, you know, this power and this explosiveness. And that's where BAM comes from. And I'm like, that's just ridiculous. That is absolutely stupid. And then you see there are places I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it for a second longer 
and see if we come across it. But there are places where he's doing these baptisms, and instead of saying, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, he's like, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Bam and, and the Shikaboomba. And, and you know, all this stuff, I mean, tongues and all this, but are, are just absolute ridiculous uses of these supposed gifts of the Spirit. Wait, wait. <laughs> Headbutt in the stomach from God. Lord, I pray right now that this holy knee, uh, knee, uh, in the uh, holy knee. Are getting drunk in the Holy Ghost now. Oh! 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 Bam! Oh! Bam! I baptize you in the name of the Ooh, Father, Son, and Bam! There, that's the spot. Oh. She was. That's all I can do. I can't do any more of this, this stuff with this dude. So there you have it. That's, that is Todd Bentley. That is the false teacher of the week. I mean, obviously this guy is a false prophet because he has claimed to give prophecies that haven't come to pass. He's a false teacher. He teaches about, you know, angels of finance and all these other things that are just ridiculous. And then of course the false healings and false, uh, false claims of resurrection and so on and then simply being disqualified for ministry for having an affair being uh having committed adultery against his wife and no real repentance or any kind of of restoring process he just went away for a little bit and then came back and so this is all the stuff with todd bentley that i mean it's just obvious that this guy is a false teacher. And I would encourage you, again, if you are part of one of these groups where this ridiculous stuff goes on, the holy laughter, drunk in the spirit, barking like dogs. Yes, I'm talking about the vineyard. Uh, you know, any of these situ circumstances and situations that are, are going on, I really encourage you to get out. Those are abuses of, of what are... I do believe that there are still some of the gifts of the Spirit in operation today. I believe God still heals, but there's not an office of healer. I do believe that God still speaks in, uh, gives us the gift of tongues, but it's not a gibberish prayer language uh, kind of thing. That God still does these things um, on a individual basis and one of the few times I'll ever agree with uh, Mark Driscoll there's a reason that they're called miracles and not Wednesday that it doesn't happen every single day this is not a uh, regulative property that should be happening in the church this is 
These are descriptive things that happened with the apostles and that we see happen sporadically throughout history. But it's not a regular thing that happens daily given to one specific person. And it's definitely not happening with knees to the guts and headbutts and biker boots to the face. So if you're involved in any of those situations, please get out. Please get out. Find a, a good, sober-minded uh, Bible-teaching church where you can sit under a, a good group of elders and a good group of teachers and, and benefit from the true gospel and not just these wacky situations that happen. And my Christian friend, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.